Hello, fam. Hope this finds you uh, rejuvenating in peace and at least uh, giving yourself some TLC. All right. Uh, this was this felt like a mini hiatus. You know, uh, life happens, and I'm really working on being more consistent with our broadcast. It's going to take some time, though. It's going to take some time. So we we have some medical issues um, throughout the whole family, and we're working on each of them piece by piece. And if any of you are dealing with that, I would say just take a deep breath. Um, I have a counselor that I work with, a wonderful, wonderful counselor, and she reminds me to just, uh, you know, give myself, even if it's a couple seconds, a moment to breathe in order to really be there for my family and ultimately make time for myself to deal with my own medical issues. All right. So that's my spiel about that. But, um, this topic that I want to go into is so important that I actually wrote down notes because if probably you've noticed, I sometimes kind of, uh, digress and I'm okay with that. You know, I, I think things put together and your, our message is what our message is and it's for whomever it's for, and that's okay. And whoever it's not for, that's okay too. Anyway, I wanted to talk about gun access management. I know a lot of people call it, uh, gun control I prefer to think of it as gun access management, right? Um, like I said, many people use the term gun control. And I'm writing all of this. I wrote all of this down because I really wanted to get my um, thoughts really concise about this. Uh, so that way uh, I can get through all, all of the, the thoughts that, you know, impressed upon me. All right. So to me... Though it seems that it's really about the management of our of guns and weapons access. Now, keeping in mind many things besides guns and assault rifles, any weapon and all that can be used as weapons, and there are many other things besides guns and assault rifles that can be used as as weapons, as many of you may know already. That said, side note, I think that I've mentioned before that I'm a bit of a sci-fi sci-fi enthusiast, right? You should check, uh, just a recommendation. If you have a chance, check out the matrix, the first one, the original one. It's a little bit dated now compared to all the sci-fi movies that we see the expanse. That's another one really good. Actually it was canceled on sci-fi, but it's been taken either by Amazon or Netflix. I'm not, I don't remember which one, uh, which is really good because it, it, it's, it has some really good, um, storylines killjoys, which is on sci-fi awesome. Uh, I believe next season is its last. Hopefully maybe it can continue. I don't know if the actors have other things. One of the actors in there, uh, the female actors, the female lead also stars in, what is it? Ant-Man and, uh, golly, the latest Ant-Man one. Um, she's the, the ghost one. She plays the ghost one. I think her name is Anna Hannah John Kamen, if I'm not mistaken, but check it out. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's what it is. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, which is on CBS All Access, if you already have that. Those are as, as a start. reason I'm mentioning these is because sometimes I'll watch them as a distractor. as Well, not as a tra- distractor, but just as a release, right? To step away from whatever's going on that's uh, overwhelming, right? Um, and also to give me ideas to reinforce certain things that may be, or give me perspective on some things, you know, that may not have necessarily been about what's going on in my life, but is actually applicable or for somebody else's life that, that I'm uh, familiar with. Anywho, 
Um, season three of the finale of The Expanse, in season three of the finale of The Expanse, one of the guys on one side of a battle that's going on, right? Um, they're having this discord between which way, which avenue to take, right? Um, one of the guys stole the body armor, which contains weaponry that can also fire. Um, the thing is, though, although they stole this weaponry from another uh, group, um, well, I, they, they call them Martians, but okay, that aside, but from another group, right, um, that is not of their own, um, let's say, unit, from another unit that's not of their own unit. The thing of it is... Um, or some may say the caveat is that although the body armor um, can be worn by anyone other than its primary user, its weapon its weaponry is coded to the primary user, meaning so that when someone other than the primary user attempts to use the weapon to fire, it doesn't because the weaponry is biologically uh, aligned with the primary user. So the computer does not authorize the use of the weaponry. Right. And that gave me an idea in all of this, you know, talk about gun control, which again, I, 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 my perception is it's less about gun control than it is about gun management. It's, you know, weapons are a tool. The people behind or that use those weapons, um, are also, you know, co-liable for what those weapons do. Um, you know, having served in the military, I know that there's a, there's, there's like an alignment that we're trained, you know, our weapons and us are one in, in the same. And we're talking about escalation of force because once you decide to, you know, raise your armor and there's a, there's a bullet in the chamber, what have you, um, you're making a very big decision. You and that weapon are making a very, clear decision that you are now deciding to use it as a primary extension of yourself. All right. So again, this gave me an idea, which I remember, um, being mentioned before, uh, that is the bio code of a gun or assault rifle to its owner. Even when sales or are made, i.e. a transfer of ownership, um, from one person to another needs to buy a code by be biocoded. I think, um, gun companies or, or weapon companies are already working on this, right? So basically the idea is once you purchase a weapon, right? Or there's a sell or transfer of a weapon, that weapon is bio coded to you, the primary owner. So let's say your children or somebody else, um, has access to that weapon. They can't use it because the the bio code because they weren't authorized you know with a bio code they can no longer they are not authorized to use it now the bio weapon is a, a, a akin to going to motor vehicles and transferring title of ownership of a car or any other vehicle okay so basically it would be the same thing you're bio coded to a weapon and I think if you ever watch Star Trek Discovery on CBS All Access, it's the same thing. There's a bioweapon, I think, on the season finale that's coded to one person and they're about to use it, but they're stopped by the main character, which is, I think, uh, Sonequa. Oh, God. Her first name is Sonequa. I can't remember her last name. Really excellent actress as well. Um, 
in any case, once she, once that person with the bioweapon is stopped because it's coded to her, um, the, um, the, I want, I don't know, the opposite character says, do you want, do you want the weapon not biocoded to you so you can use it at will? And she says, no, I want it biocoded to somebody else who may be able to bring about peace between our, um, our factions, our factions, right? So bioweapon, a bioweapon, meaning that the weapon is now biologically linked to a particular specific owner, unless it's, it's, authorized by multiple owners, in which case it identifies which owner is using it. And that, that can be used in many ways, like in, in a court of law, because if you say, well, this wasn't my weapon, but the weapon records the bio, uh, the biological attachment to it at the time of the, its use, then that's also you know, kind of like uh, the police use gunpowder residue. But this is a little bit more techy. Now, um, it's also fairly common because if you look at Amazon Echo um, or the Echo Dot, uh, all of these listening devices, I think Google has one, Apple has one, you know, they're all, it's, it's growing. So science fiction, I think, prepares us for what has already been developed and that is also becoming our mainstream reality, but we get used to it through the um, visuals of, of you know, of film or a TV series. For example, uh, Minority Report, if some of you remember, also very dated, but it, it talked about, it, it showed Tom Cruise and I think Colin Farrell, you know, strolling through screens. At that time, that was like a humongous thing, like to be able to touch a screen and scroll through it. Well, if some of you, especially if you're millennial uh, uh, and after, you're like, that's like nothing. That's, you know, that's a touch screen. That's like, an everyday thing for those of us born in the 20th century, especially maybe a little bit earlier rather than later in the 20th century. That's like, wow, it used to be, you know, just to have a computer. I think it used to be compact or something like it, it looked like an oval shaped type of computer it was a big deal. And there was no Wi-Fi. You know, we had this little AOL uh, disc that we put in and it made this sound as it was attempting to get a connection. Some of you will remember what I'm talking about. Just the same way, you know, there was no such thing as a cordless phone. You had to get like a hundred, you know, 75, 150 line cord that went around every room and that you'd hope wasn't coiled, uh, to get some privacy or you get a pager, but you'd have to go into a phone booth and, you know, based on the message called, um, return the call. Now, phone booths are like antiques or retro, so you put them in the house. Anyway, I digress. But I say all of this technology to kind of to get to the point to say that idea I've seen in, in a variety of movies, more of late, and I, I sense it's a preparation. Now, it started, I think, way back in, in the Minority Report and probably earlier movies that I haven't seen, right, or other TV series. But I, and I realized, wow, these were preparing us mentally, psychologically, so that when they became a part of our mainstream reality, it was like second nature, right? Sometimes I have computers that are older. I forget that they're not touchscreen and I touch them, like expect them to, to just, you know, proceed based on my uh, desired intent. And I'm like, oh, this isn't touchscreen. Right, 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 right. This, isn't, it, this is not the laptop for that, right? Yeah, I have some old, older laptops, believe it or not, that uh, even have different USB ports. Okay, so basically the, this bioweapon would, and when it's transferred would be equivalent to going to motor vehicles and transferring the title, meaning the bio access or the bio um, ownership of the weapon to a new owner, right? Now, 
Of course, some of you may be thinking what I thought, right? Some hacking can be done using this tech, but hacking is done with just about everything these days, right? Uh, some believe it, it was done with, it, it's being done with elections. So, you know, some believe it's being done with um, DNA or, um, you know, there's car thefts, you know, or um, security systems, right? Every time a new security system comes online for a company, let's say, uh, there's already somebody learning how to hack it. Actually, there are professional professionals that are professional hackers. What they're hired to do by each company is to see where they are vulnerable. Therefore, by hacking the system, they can show, hey, this is, these are your vulnerabilities. I, if I'm not, if I'm in, if I'm not mistaken, I think even the government does that, right? Because you have to identify your vulnerabilities and build that kind of firewall to, you know, mitigate or diminish the, the possibility of a hacker intrusion, right? Sort of like a home invasion. Um, same concept. I, I work on, you know, aligning things mainstream because a lot of times it seems so complicated, but really in layman's terms, which I am a layman in, in that sense, although I love te techie stuff, um, it's pretty much similar. They're akin to each other, right? Um, so it's like you, you, a new vault is, in, you know, is invented and there's always people are hired to crack that vault, right? People who are in business already uh, who may want to switch to maybe a more... Um, legal side of that profession are hired by companies to literally try to hack the, the, the computer system or their, their network and or a safe and or a car the minute it comes out or even prior to it coming out. So being that everything is hacked these days anyway, at least we can give this approach or implement this concept um, to do better, you know, Weapons, assault rifles, you know, gun, gun management, right? Parents with loved ones who have weapons or assault rifles can be biocoded to their weapons um, and make sure that their weapons are biocoded to them. So whether it's someone in their household or an intruder um, that attempt to use, who attempts to use their weapons, um, that attempt will be null because the biocode will not... Uh, be will not match and therefore the weapon will not fire because they'll say well you are not coded to me you are not my primary user and you're not an authorized user similar to like at work right you have to be an authorized user to access a network if you're not authorized somebody has to authorize you an administrator has to come along and give you authorization for certain access to the system that your um your company has. And even then there's limited access sometimes, uh, you know, as far as you can hold a weapon, but you can't fire it kind of like in the movie, the expense, uh, or the TV series, the expense, um, they could put on the suit, but they couldn't do anything as far as the weaponry, you know, coded to the suit because the weaponry was biologically attached to its primary user. Now, um, I say this because from my perspective, it's less about removing access to weapons, even though, let me see. Okay. They, they, I, you know, I was sometimes loss of, uh, loss, you know, loss of thought or train of thought. I, that's why I wrote all of this down. I'm in my second trimester of uh, childhood, as I like to call it, of, of being seasoned. I heard somebody say that, and I really like that. I'm in my second trimester of being seasoned, right? I, I, you know, I started my seasoning as a, as a, as a child and teenager and early adult. And now 
you know, my forties, I'm in my second trimester of seasoning. So, you know, hopefully, you know, given the opportunity to approach the third or however many trimesters there are, I'll even become better seasoned and, and wiser for it. So anyway, uh, even though I, you know, to me, the second amendment, um, just like any number of documents is misinterpreted and or manipulated to suit either side, a certain agenda from either, from those either who utilize it to say, this is, this is a right, um, not a privilege to those who say, well, it shouldn't be a right at all. Right. I listen, that's, that's not where I'm going with this. Where I'm going with it is, again, weapons management, right? The ability to still own the weapon, but for it to be biocoded. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I've already seen documentaries where weapon companies already work, uh, already, you know, um, what did they call this? Uh, R&Ding it, research and development in, in that arena uh, to better facilitate the use of weaponry, right? And that means... Hopefully, then less children or kids or whomever, misguided folks will be able to just grab a weapon and utilize it, even if they purchase it, because purchasing it means it have to be biocoded to them. And at the same time, uh, a background check could be run to verify that they, in fact, can be um, become an owner of said weapon, be it uh, a mainstream gun or an, and or an assault rifle. Right. Anyway. It appears to me more about managing the access of weapons. Like I said, dealers of weapons can bio-lock their weapons until the transfer of title um, or purchases along with the background checks are complete. Background checks are done for federal employees already, for educators and trusted with our most valuable assets, which is our ch- who are children. You know, it's just food for thought, right? So if if... If we do background checks for all of these for all of these reasons, then you know why not add it to that? You know, add, add that possibility to it, so we can still have access to weapons, right? At the same time, manage their use in a more constructive way based on the technology that we currently have. Food for thought. Right. Uh, it's neither one side or the other. I'm giving these examples as I'm, you know, um, correlating some of these, you know, sci-fi um, series or movies and or movies that I enjoy that sometimes I, you know, I often find meaning in, you know, they're not just about a certain storyline. There's some messages in there. Um, I think there's a lot of messages to, to have mainstream assimilate. So be mindful. I'm, I, I work on being mindful of what I'm watching. Is it intending to send a message? Uh, what is its purpose? Because if you can, um, if you are seasoned enough, you see that the, the, the tide in how movies and or TV series have sort of, you know, manifested differently, either to serve, uh, to adapt to a, a, a more mainstream concept um, or to serve an agenda, either way to serve an agenda of some sort, even though this, the storyline may be great. Don't get me wrong. These are factors that I, uh, I, I myself work at, um, doing. And a lot of you, you know, some YouTubers I've read say the same thing, you know, from Cynthia, Cynthia G to, uh, uh, China Fox to, I think, uh, everybody hates angel. You might want to look these folks up to the African, uh, history network, um, 
let's see. I think Dr. Boyce Watkins sometimes touches on it as well, but just food for thought. Okay. Because in, in this discussion, it, it seems to be so divided. It's one side or the other. And yet, you know, from my perspective, there's a middle ground, especially with technology as it is. So it may be time for us to explore it in a different way so that we are not in such, you know, um, discord with each other. All right. So like I said, food for thought, it occurred to me, I think I covered everything I wrote down. That's how, you know, the, the, the inspiration was so full that I actually wrote most things down and some, I write down many things, but you know, this, this one, I, I wrote pages of it, uh, and which meant to me that, wow, I really needed to, um, share this with you all. And hopefully it makes sense. It gives you food for thought and, uh, conversation can continue. Oh, and a side note, if you send me a message or, um, well, actually, if you send me a message through anchor, my apologies if I don't answer right away. It's not necessarily about ignoring what you've stated. Um, it's about time. And sometimes uh, after I post a, a, a pop, you know, an episode, I either post several ones and then I keep it moving because there's other tasks on my um, list to do. And I'm working on being effective, more, um, at least more effective at all of these tasks, tasks, and also, um, being more consistent at out, you know, in producing our episodes. All right. So please be forewarned. And that's my disclaimer. So there's an understanding of that. It's not, I'm blowing you off. Um, and I put out these, these perspectives, this commentary, not necessarily for, you know, for people to get into their feelings. It's more, Hey, this is my commentary. It may resonate with you. It may not. Either way, it's okay. It's, it, that's what it is. It's commentary. You know, um, the blessing of being in this human form is that we see things from a different perspective. Hopefully it's not a perspective coming from a place of harm, but just a perspective coming from a place of, oh, this may be something we have yet to look at, or we're looking at it, but we, we, we're experiencing some tunnel vision when it comes to looking at it or, um, more focused on the discord rather than, you know, approaching what are some solutions that can somewhat, um, afford us a, an effective compromise, if you will. Okay. Or, you know, uh, Stephen Covey, who I think is passed now in the seven, uh, the book, seven highly, what is it? Seven habits of highly effective people. Or, you know, one of the key takeaways I remember from it is seek to understand before being understood. And too many often, too often I, I, I see in our society, we, we lack that skill set or we don't use that skill set enough where we seek to understand before being understood. We want to be understood, but as far as being, you know, seeking to understand, uh, it's a little bit more limited. Let's just say not always, but you know, a lot of times that's, that's just my observation. Again, wish you well, wanted to put this out and, uh, my next uh, segment is going to deal with uh, some more effective gifts, some more, um, you know, uh, I don't say well worthwhile, some more lasting gifts that we can give for the holidays, right? Um, especially in these days and times. But even, even if it weren't these days and times, I think uh, a lot of times 
I'm not going to get into segments. See, I'm already getting into it. I'm going to get into the next segment about what I perceive as as some really um, more useful tools that can or that can be gifts rather than you know the usual rush to go get you know material things and I you know I don't like the term Black Friday it's kind of a weird thing I post Thanksgiving Friday or post Thanksgiving day sales okay all right I'll touch on that in another segment until then I hope this message reaches you in peace tranquility and in favor until next time be blessed